Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast. Dustin here, and this is episode number 124 with Becca Fick, talking about being a work in progress, so to speak. Uh, that is a uh, title and something that uh, Becca aspires to uh, through her different creative endeavors, uh, such as her uh, awesome newsletter, as well as her new podcast, uh, both of which we talk more about, and you can find out more uh, about down in the show notes as well as some other stuff that we talked about in this episode. Uh, we had Becca on a couple years ago during our first season, uh, one of our earlier episodes, which we'll uh, link out to as well. Um, great stuff there, great stuff here. Uh, Becca is great, uh, great all around here. Um, so I really appreciate Becca making time out for this podcast here and uh, sharing all that she did. Uh, really, uh, really great stuff. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, without further ado, we'll jump on into it here. Episode number 124 with Becca Fick. 90% of the podcast always start out with weather because I, I genuinely am <laughs> curious of just, cause like we'll have people on from like California or like some other part of the country. I'm just like, what's the weather like there? Cause that's like, I sort of only have like the general northeast coast, like what is weather like in that you know region of the country? Otherwise, it's just like it's a guaranteed thing to have in common. We had a horrible storm Sunday night and lost power for a good five hours or so. Uh, so it's always a fun topic. Yeah, like yeah, because I guess it's always something. Like I, I, I guess I hate like small talk sometimes. It's just like weather. What's going on? Like I want to be like, what are your viewpoints on light? You know, just like really Let's get down to nitty gritty deep stuff. Soul <laughs> yeah, talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always interesting because like, like there's a, a friend of mine who uh, I met up in Maine is now in Texas and like complains about how hot it is all the time. And it's just like, oh, okay, it's not. That's why I said like, it could be worse. It, it's like over 100 pretty regularly down there. So like certainly could yeah. be worse. But um, yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah. And I, uh, I appreciate you coming back to the podcast here. Uh, uh, you know, we, we had you on a little while ago. So um, yeah. It's hard to believe it's been two years. Yeah, I mean, time flies. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, we're starting to have uh, repeat guests on from like you know, quote unquote, season one, which was like not even a full calendar year when we launched in 2014. And um, yeah, it's just funny, just like uh, for certain people, it's like, hey, what's happened in the past couple of years? And it's like some people are like it's not a whole lot, but to other people, it's like, oh my god, like so much has happened in the past like two years. Like we had uh, uh, Ed Cabellan on, and he got his doctorate in that time, and like uh, just yeah. a lot of other things that he's been involved with in the field and stuff. So. Um, that was really cool. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, just, to you know, sort of get to it here uh, and we'll, we'll link back to your previous episode. So somebody, uh, perhaps will listen to that before they listen to this. But, uh, if you just want to give a, uh, brief introduction of yourself and like updates, whether it's just something fun or just like life changes or, you know, whatever you can kind of think of since, you know, updates on you since, uh, your last episode in April of 2014. Yeah, I feel like when I combine it all together, I've been very busy and things are pretty different than they were two years ago. Uh, I have a new job. started that this summer. I'm working for kind of a higher ed adjacent role. I work for Ology. Uh, we're a higher ed branding company. So we still work with colleges and universities. So I'm still speaking the same language, but I'm a business development coordinator. My job is to work with colleges and universities to help them rebrand, reposition, do alumni and advancement campaigns, and uh, otherwise help as a consultant. So a little bit different than directing activities and leadership programs, which is where I was two years ago. 
Mm. I'm still in Columbus, but I've moved into the downtown part of the city, so I'm enjoying that piece a little bit more than I was a couple years ago. I just started running, I think, before, so since then I'm up to four half marathons, been doing some trail running, and then added backpacking to my adventure list this summer. Uh, awesome trip out to Yosemite. Uh, kind of caught the bug and I'm excited to go somewhere else next. Was up in Maine last summer, up in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Boston through Maine for a little summer trip. And then I think those are the big ones. Still reading a lot. Uh, I guess a couple creative new things. I have my own podcast now. Could talk about that a little bit. And then also a newsletter that I write weekly ish uh, as an outlet for creative writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get to. Uh sort of those creative projects. I think generally just, uh, you know, I wanted to have you back on. I remember, you know, you just being a good guest and we're you know, sort of circling back on some folks, like I said, and um, yeah, you have a lot of different things going on that I think it'd be interesting to sort of uh, dig into. And um, yeah, I am a subscriber to your uh, email newsletter. I, I just checked out Thank some you. of the episodes of the podcast as well, which are great. Um, Very cool. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into a little more detail on that, but I'm, I'm curious to sort of uh, circle back and you said like the, the life change and the different job and stuff. Um, so many people think about those sort of things or, you know, maybe thinking about it now or pondering it for the future, or, you know, going through it, different phases, whatever. Um, so just, I guess, like the talk me through like the initial part of like, OK, you knew that you were going to go for your next thing. What about this attracted you and how has that transition been um, for you so far? It was a really long process. So if anybody's thinking about this, take your time. For me, it was really important that I took the time to make it a good next step and didn't just jump ship or just go try something new without feeling really good about it. Because I've worked in higher ed for eight years or so on a campus and really liked what I was doing, but at the same time knew that my ceiling had hit where I wasn't going to grow on my campus and my ability to really transition, even in the field, was fairly limited based on geography and, and skill set and things like that. So I was pretty open-minded about what might be next, and college campuses were part of that. Um, about two years ago, I started just considering what was next, and then a year ago, started networking with the company where I am now. Um, but I was all over the place in figuring out how to do this. I was looking at nonprofit companies, I was looking at marketing and writing and K through 12 education, grant programs. My undergrad degrees are in English and journalism and applied writing. So I was really looking for anything that was sort of connected to where I was, but maybe a little bit different opportunity, but it kept me in Columbus and gave me some new things to learn. I looked at leadership education in the corporate world um, and finally landed on something that lets me do writing. So really enjoying my undergrad piece. The business development piece is a new challenge and then staying connected to the higher ed world was a really nice bonus for me. Yeah, it does seem pretty, yeah, I'm not aware of uh, a lot of different firms doing that sort of specific work. Like I would, I would assume they probably are, but um, yeah, it just sort of struck me as uh, pretty unique and pretty cool. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't talk about it a whole lot. I think I've, I've covered it a little bit already and I, I read about it elsewhere. I'm just like, cause I, I made that shift recently, like to come down to DC and uh, you know, work with a higher ed tech company. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, for me, it was like, I didn't even know this company or this job existed when I started searching. But then when it came across, I was like, this is really cool. This is what I was looking for. So I think there is like that, like you trust, exactly. I mean, like trust your gut to a certain extent, but I think there is certainly value in not just rushing into something because it is like the new shiny thing, you know, like, cause I, I think that, um, you know, it takes a lot of thought and we, we talked about it in a previous podcast episode of like using your strengths and like really being thoughtful in the job search. So I, I'd certainly advise people not 
uh, you know, jumping into something ill-prepared or uh, not giving it the proper thought. But I think there certainly is something to be said for the serendipity, the gut, just going with it. I mean, it, it, it definitely does have like a transition and sort of a, a rocky period of having a change uh, for anything. But um, yeah, I, I'm just it's interesting to hear how it went for you. That you know, like you really explored a lot of different things, really took a long time, and then like felt good about what you kind of settled on. I did. And really to connect back to our first episode, one of the things that I looked for was my own value system. And I went uh, through the things that I volunteer for. Girls on the Run is one of those things. And it's an organization for girls and the women mentor and coach these girls in a running program. And I just looked at who was on the board for that organization and where they worked. And that's how I initially found out about this company. Um, And so for me, it was going back to women's leadership. I'm working for a woman-owned company and how I could connect to that piece of what I was looking for. And I also did a ton of informational interviews before I really left the field. And Ama Marfo just finished up a blog series on this called The Defectors. People like us who have sort of left or sort of connected with that process was like, so I've probably talked to five or six colleagues and friends on the phone just to get their perspective on kind of this conversation, how they left, why they left. Did they really find their skills versatile? Mm-hmm. We talk about having transferable skills, but it really was difficult to reframe them outside of higher ed. Yeah, all, all good pieces of uh, actionable advice, I think, there. Just, like, informational interview, like, just go, like, gather that information versus, you know, I think it's as valuable figuring out, like, what you do want to do as it is, like, figuring out what you don't want to do, like, in doing those informational interviews can definitely uh, be helpful in doing that. So, cool, interesting. Um, well, you know, part of your journey, you, you mentioned, you know, you come from, like, an applied writing background and, um, uh, you know, just kind of getting into cultivating creative uh, endeavors. Part of that was uh, creating this uh, kind of semi-regular newsletter that you do and, you know, titled like Works in Progress, which I think that's what I'm going to like name this episode of just like being like a work (laughs) in progress, sort of like, you know, just growing and learning and like, you know, doing new things and trying new things. But uh, so, you know, uh, you started that somewhat recently. What was like the inspiration for doing that? And maybe like, what's like a cool anecdote that came from doing that so far? Because I know you encourage people to like reach out to you. And like when you put something out there, like, please do. Yes. Like reply to me. This is not just like a robot, like email list or something, you know, being like, automated. Right. So yeah, just like inspiration and like something cool to come from it so far. Well, this is a podcast exclusive. I've never told anybody this before. <laughs> Part of the reason I started doing this was my impending job transition I knew that I wanted to leave my position and I knew that I might be leaving higher ed as a part of that. And I thought about one of the things that I would miss the most was the conversations I had with students in my office. And it was those Friday morning life chats when people would come in and talk about life. And it wasn't necessarily me giving advice, but us just talking about doing life together. Um, And I wanted a way to continue to do that. And at first I thought I would just do that with the, especially women, the students that I worked with, that maybe we'd have some kind of an email chain or we'd have lunches and we'd keep the conversation going that way. Um, but then through some yoga brainstorm session, I decided to make it, um, just a, a big thing for everybody who wanted to participate. And so that's where it came from. And it, it was supposed to be, I have all these blog drafts that I never post, so I'm just going to post them. I'm still curating more than I probably would have liked to, cause I still want to put out good work. Um, but that's where it started. It was supposed to just be a, a kind of casual exchange between a few friends, but then open it up to see what would happen. Interesting. Yeah, we got an exclusive scoop there. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and, and I mean, for people like replying or yeah, maybe just like how many people are sort of subscribing to like what do you like something cool from it? Do you feel like it it has grown to more than what you thought it was, or did somebody reply in like a special way that was like really kind of impactful for you? It has blown my mind how how well it's going, and it's about two hundred people that are subscribed right now. It's not the biggest or the smallest in the world. 
Um, but surprising to me how many people read my writing every week and the amount of people that respond, I probably get 10 to 30 depending on the email each week. Um, and it's really cool just to see how something that seems really generic to me touches somebody else very specifically. Sometimes I'll write uh, very specifically about something and sometimes I'll try to keep it generic so people can relate. Um, but in either case, people feel like, oh my gosh, that was, that was talking to me. That really hit on something I'm going through. So for me, it just reinforced the universal truths that we're all going through. We're all going through relationship things or family things or fear, insecurity. A lot of those things pop up. And it seems like there are a lot of people out there who are going through that. And so we're really kind of going through it together when they reply. And I kind of like, if you, if you're just doing it the right way, I, I'm, uh, I don't know why, I guess I sort of wrote it off and then just like exploring certain um, marketing things. Like email is a very like good way to reach out and connect with people. If you just do it the right way and do it well. Um, Cause I know there's some people just doing very, very good email lists out there. And yeah, it doesn't have to be, just about like how many people are on it as to be the right people. And if you just have like a good read rate and you're you know doing it just in a good way, I, I don't want people to immediately run off email. I'm sort of like, mm -hmm. I don't know why I've sort of like circled back in my head as like a, it's a really valuable way to uh, do outreach if you're doing it well. Um, well so. It's fun. I mean, there's always that conversation people have about email being dead, hmm. but you were so limited with the 140 characters and the airbrush filtered Instagram pictures. It's just a nice place to almost, um, kind of whimsically go back to email a little bit in a place that lets you have private long form conversations that you don't get to do in a Facebook comments section. Yeah, yeah definitely. that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's modern pen pals. And I think, I mean, they, yeah, it kind of is that, <laughs> you know, they, it's certainly also uh, the analog in the old ways. Like, I think there's certainly now like a vintage, like, you know, sort of uh, looking back on things and sort of, uh, uh, you know, sort of valuing those sort of touches and the personal touch. Because um, I think, I've said it before, and it's come up in a lot of different contexts, but just, like, I think people yearning for, like, genuine, authentic things, like, so much of what we get is just, like, you know, yeah, filtered, you know, just automated or any of those sort of things. So, I mean, yeah, like, your email list is one way to uh, definitely kind of cultivate those sort of things, so. Sure, and I've got filtered Instagram pictures, like, out the wazoo, and my Snapchats have all kinds of stupid stuff on them. But it's fun to have one place that isn't that. Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's not like, uh, yeah, saying those things are wrong or shouldn't <laughs> exist. It's just like, yeah, there should be a, a diversity of the ways that we communicate with people. Cause yeah, it could be short form emojis, Snapchat filter, you know, <laughs> and like pictures, words, videos, what have you. So, um, yeah, very cool. So yeah, we'll, we'll link out to, um, obviously just ways in general connect with you and just to the, the newsletter in general, but, um, yeah. And I get, you know, the other thing that you mentioned, um, is that you have a podcast that you do uh, with some other fantastic uh, women out there uh, that are kind of kind of build it and like grappling with like the what ifs and like just like mucking through, uh, you know, creating things and just trying to look at the world in a creative way. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit more about the Imposters podcast. I, we, I know I want to have uh, uh, Sue on it. I think we'll probably have Mallory on again uh, soon. We had Alma on in a past episode, so I think we'll probably link back to all of their previous podcast episodes. But um, if you just want to uh, tell us a little bit more about the Imposters podcast, just sort of the Cliff Notes version of what it is and, you know, how that came about and what you're kind of getting out of that experience. I know it's just been uh, you know, out in the world for a short time, but uh, just talk to me a little bit about that. It's been so much fun. Ama, Sue, Mallory, and I have all been connected in different ways. Uh, Mallory and I used to work together at UNC Pembroke. Ama and I met each other through the NACA activities circuit. And then Sue and I just bumped into each other consistently through social media things. And so we were all looking for kind of a, a mastermind group, Ama called it. 
especially since she's on her own now running her own business, that she was looking for some people to bounce ideas off of and have um, an intimate kind of creative workspace. So we started doing just Google Hangouts, the four of us, uh, about every two weeks or so. And then a few few Hangouts and we said, this is this is kind of interesting. Maybe people would like to hear what we're saying. We're talking about things that definitely apply to more than just the four of us. And so Seuss, I think, kind of tricked us and just started recording them. And then uh, it's become my job to go through and edit them. And somebody else does the newsletter. Someone else does the social media. Um, someone does the iTunes piece. So it's also been a, a neat professional development learning thing for us. It's not about student affairs. It's not about higher education. That's just the piece we have in common. But beyond that, we also had this creative link. And so while we, sh- we sort of met because of our work, this is a fun extension because it's not about that. So whether it's writing or painting or pseudals, we all have something creative in common that we're either full-time hustling or side hustling. And it's been a creative outlet that I think has also really encouraged all of us to work a little bit harder in those areas too. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that that's even if you're not. Uh, and then there's so many recent episodes that I want to listen to get into this of like <laughs> you know freelancing, getting paid for the work, and all that sort of stuff. With is, is really valuable because I think that I don't know. There's not enough out there. I think maybe apparent to folks about that sort of thing. But even at the very least, doing you know, stuff like this, this podcast that I've done for, for two years and over a hundred episodes and the writing that I do. And yeah, like you can, um, sort of play around in a sandbox and build, you know, like you said, sort of professionally develop and build skills and, uh, work together with different people that you wouldn't have the opportunity to work with. And, uh, certainly encourage folks to, even if you're not trying to make money out of it or kind of figure out what quote unquote success looks like for you. Yeah. So I definitely recommend people looking into those things. There's so many ways to, uh, uh, you know, learn skills through like Coursera or, uh, you know, a bunch of different platforms, a lot of things for free. So, um, and it's really, we talk a lot about creativity, but that isn't even the impetus. I mean, the name is the imposters and so much of it is just the idea of imposter syndrome and how many things we show up to feeling like we're in the wrong place or we're not qualified or we're going to be found out. Um, so sometimes that's at work. Sometimes that's in family relationships, creativity, all kinds of ways. Um, but I do think this, it comes out most often in our creative work because there's a sense of appreciation or payment or things that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't have to be a uh, creative to listen and enjoy it by any means. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that, I uh, listen to a lot of podcasts and I enjoy the ones, uh, I, think, I listen to like a lot of NPR and those are people that are like professionals in their field talking about stuff. But like when it is people just like humans talking about things that like, you know, they're curious about or, you know, just talking through it. Cause that's like, <laughs> Like you said, you could have like a common thread for people at work and you would have these sort of conversations, you know, in the office or at a happy hour after. And it's just like, we get like your your premise and, you know, there's other ones out there and you have obviously your unique sort of, you know, blend and secret sauce. But it's just like, what if we recorded these conversations that we have of just like sorting the figured things out and not, you know, we're not professionals or experts or any of those sort of things. So I think it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I encourage folks to, you know, link out to it in the show notes to go check it out. It's, uh, uh, you know, a handful of episodes on like how you do like the little like mini episodes in, in between, which, uh, you know, we've never like gotten to do on, on this show. But I, I appreciate like the diversity of like, oh, I don't have time to like, you know, you could, you could just like have time to listen to like the two minute ones or you do like the full episode sort of thing. So, um, yeah, really cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing where it goes and seeing what happens with it. And, I like your, yeah. I like your tagline, humans talking about things. I think that would be a good <laughs> podcast of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want that as, as your, it's all yours. <laughs> you <know. Yeah. laughs> the internet, you can have that. Okay. Yeah. Kids. For free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be, yeah. Just like whatever they just like Please humans talk about yeah. things. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess maybe, uh, you know, we always like to include resources, maybe anything that's, uh, 
helped you with the newsletter, helped you with the podcast, or helped you, uh, you know, with a new job or transitioning, or whatever. Um, anything on your mind, blogs, books, people, videos, what have you. Um, anything you'd want to give a shout out to that we can uh, include in the show notes. One of my favorite books that I would shout out is Liz Gilbert's Big Magic. It's also a podcast and partly brilliant sales on her part, partly just a good podcast. I listened to the podcast first and there are many episodes that um, sort of tease at the book and it's about creativity and inspiration and where it comes from. And I love the idea that you don't have to be all creative, meaning a painter, a sculptor or whatever, that each person has some sense of creativity in them and the way that we manifest that looks very different. And I think she just is a really insightful writer Eat, Pray, Love was a good book, but I think this is so much better. She's much better at this type of writing, I think. So that's one that I would plug. In terms of writing, my favorite writing book is Bird by Bird. It's a classic writing book by Anne Lamott. Um, she's great to follow on social media, too. She still posts a lot of good stuff, really funny essays, and somebody that I really admire in my own writing. And then people, I just, I can't even shout out enough people that have been helpful in my job search. Like I said, I, I probably talked to at least five or six different people, many of whom are in Amma's Defector series um, before I took the leap. And then Girls on the Run is another thing that I plugged just because that was someplace that I knew my values already were. It's a place I was volunteering. And so the chance to work with them or work with somebody who also values that company was really, really helpful for me in my search. So that's what I would say, just back to that advice piece. Where are you already connected if you're looking? And then how do you branch out from those home bases instead of just going to stupid networking events and showing your business card to people? That's not how I got my job. Not even a little bit. Uh-huh. It was lots of brunches and lunches. And honestly, I, I interviewed with this company and didn't get a job. And then a better fit came along later and then they reached out. Uh-huh. So for me, it's, it's always about relationship building and this was no different. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And yeah, I think it's, yeah, because I, I have a love-hate relationship with networking events is that I, I would almost want to like go and then be like, hey, can we like go talk over to the side or let's, it, you almost use it yeah. to like set up meetings later to like meet with people one-on-one or something. So it's just like, it's hard enough to go to people cold. And then like, I, I mentioned this on a previous episode of like, like getting out of conversations to, of just being like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, I don't know how to do that yet. Like, I can't I, ghost. You're in front of me. Yeah. Just like, like uh, I was uh, with Craig Bittman. He was like joking. We're just like, Oh, I always say just like, I have to go to the bathroom. Then it's like, you know, gets into like sitcom territory. It's like, you gotta go to the bathroom like a lot. What's wrong with you? Like, you know, you know, like yeah. keep up this whole ruse of just like, I, I don't know. I got a thing. I gotta go to the bathroom all the time. It's the only way I can get out of conversations. But, um, so, and I'm yeah, an extrovert. Yeah. Like, I love those events. I can definitely do it. But I, I won't say that's been the most fruitful thing. For me, it's been, I've always said you have to network before you need it. And, and building those relationships before you have to ask for favors matters so much. And that's why it took me two years, I think, mm-hmm. is that I wanted to, you know, take my time, build relationships, and then have a good system when I was ready to make the move. And I interviewed for jobs that I didn't take, too. Um, so it was, it was not an easy road, but I think it was the right path to, to find the right position. All, all good advice for just uh, yeah, being a work in progress and figuring out the next thing for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and we will uh, end if you just want to wrap things up with a brief final thought to uh, end the episode with. Final thoughts, no pressure. Um, this has really just been great. It's, it's good to be back on the podcast and to have this opportunity to connect with such a, an incredible audience because this, I think, is still home-based for me. The work that we do in student affairs matters so much, and it's, that's the reason I took this position is I wanted to stay connected um, to the people who are doing such good work in this field. And if I can be involved in that in a little way, I'm, I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, we're happy to have you back on the podcast. Appreciate you making some time. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll have a bunch of ways to connect with you and all the stuff we talked about down in the show notes. So uh, 
yeah, again, appreciate your time. Thank you, and uh, have a good rest of your night, and I'll uh, talk to you again soon. Cool. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to help us out, leave us a review and rating on Stitcher or iTunes, or just share out the show so other people can find all the cool stuff we talk about every single week. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast.